The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Bet $100 and get $100 at winbet.com or download the WinBet app and start winning today. State restrictions do apply. We're also brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Final Four Watch Party this Saturday. Sweat out your bets and win prizes with Ryan, Sean, and Colby over on YouTube.com slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Here to Jen Reno's and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast, the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 318. Uh, I'm going to dedicate it to uh, Pib. Mr. Pib, it used to be called Pib Extra. If you know, you know. Um, thank you. For, hopefully, we get a sponsorship with them, and I am stumbling on my words already. It's going to be a fine episode. Um, we'll, we'll get through it. I am Jeff Chalks Fox. I am back again. Uh, from vacation, still in vacation mode. Actually, no, I, I butcher things even when I'm not in vacation mode. But I am here to talk about PFL this week with my trusty co-host. Uh, it's actual legitimate PFL, not this uh, challengers or contenders or whatever they want to call that other abomination that no one can make weight for. No, this is legit PFL, people fighting for a million dollars PFL. So um, I'll set him up. He'll knock down with a bu- knock us uh, down a bunch of winners. Um, the man I'm speaking of, of course, is Daniel Gumby God Vreeland. Hello. Let me ask you a question about Pib because I know Please. you got yourself some Pib. Got myself some Pib and some COVID from the states. So yeah. <laughs> well, let's talk about the Pib. Uh, <laughs> so I, I saw you picked up some 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 Pib extra or yes. some Mister Pib over the weekend, and uh, I got to ask, did it come in an eight pack? Uh, 12. Oh, okay. Cause I, I know when I was in Florida for a while, uh, like when I used to play baseball, I'd, we'd go down for spring training and stuff like that. They only sold PIB in eight packs. No, which was is it like, too powerful to sell in 12? Is that it? Or, or, or not powerful enough to sell in sixes? I, I don't know. I don't know. It, whatever it was, it was like a very weird size though. And I always remarked like, huh, well, that's different. Um, is, so, it? Yeah, so there that that is. Uh, that's my take on Pib. Things are different in Florida, though. I've found driving they're, to Florida. Is, they're is a, a little fun, bit. They're a little bit different. They're turning yeah. into Texas 2.0, I think. So yeah. that's that's fun. Georgia's you should always along. It's fun. You should always have like a crazy uncle, and if your crazy <laughs> uncle is there, you might as well have him bring his friend to Thanksgiving too. That's what Florida is—the crazy uncle state uh, of the U.S. Very, very true. Um, we're not talk about, here to talk about Florida. Actually, is this event in Florida? No. I UFC hope so. Is coming. God, that'd be no, awesome. No, it's, it's in Vegas. Uh, UFC no, is going to no be good. in Florida next week. So we can tell, we can have more Florida uh, Florida uh, stories, Florida man stories next week. Because UFC is going to be there on April the 8th. But no, we're talking about PFL. They're going to the, into the UFC's home turf um, in Las Vegas this week to kick off uh, PFL 2023 regular season. PFL 1 is is what they're they're uh, calling it very, uh, very wisely of them. And it is what have we got light heavyweights and featherweights uh, tournament is kicking. These are all tournament fights. Am I uh, yeah. yeah. No? Well, we're regular season fights now. Right. Yeah. That's what I meant. Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So they're in, this is um, all featherweights and light heavyweights. Yeah. None of them. Are, I meant none of them are like uh, backup fights or anything like that. Right. All these. No, guys I, are I, in I guess the actual... 
Yeah, I guess now as long as the fight's happening from now to when the regular season closes, they just count it as a regular season fight. I mean, I yep. think they do still have some like showcase fights, but I think they're squeezing them all now into whatever that PFL pay-per-view thing is going to be. Oh, uh, yes, because we want to pay for it. Actually, I actually like PFL, though. It's, it's uh, something different. I like I like the setup. Yeah. They have decent fighters. You know, it's it's much preferable to Bellator or stuff like that. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. agree. And, and they, <laughs> Thank you they for so a, wholeheartedly agree with me. Yeah, well, I mean, they they signed a whole bunch of uh, they signed a whole bunch of guys too who are like just tried to get out of their UFC contracts yeah, because this yeah. was more interesting to them, which was yeah. kind of what they were hoping all along. But I think the UFC is like almost welcoming it. Like Christoph Jaco is fighting this weekend. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about him because that was he's a re- late replacement in his fight. And I don't think they had odds originally for it when we okay. decided what fights we were going to do. But like, that's a perfect example of a person the UFC doesn't want on roster anymore, making 60 and 60 or whatever he was making. Yep. Yep. Um, and, and now uh, he's got a place to go. So it, and it doesn't mean he's not fun to watch. And Although it he's... helps UFC in any um, court drama, antitrust, monopoly, all that type of stuff. They can be like, look. Look, There's Christoph Jocko, we couldn't <laughs> lock him down. <laughs> Christoph, look, Marlon Moraes uh, is is fighting. So Marlon Moraes is headlining, which is very interesting. He shouldn't um, fight anymore. Yeah, you know, <laughs> we'll talk about that very, very shortly. I'm going to tell you about Wimbat, then we're going to jump in here um, and give you some picks and some odds and all that fun stuff. Uh, where is my ad read, Dan? I know it's I know it's for Wimbat. I know that because Wimbat uh, keeps the lights on in here. Um, let me tell you about once it loads. Here we are. WinBet is the official online sportsbook of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I did know that. WinBet is now active in Massachusetts and tons of other states. Be on the lookout for the WinBet Win Hour each Thursday from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern Time. During WinBet Win Hour, marquee games of the week will have better odds on WinBet, giving you a larger payout opportunity. And March Madness is here. So many ways to bet on the big dance. Sign up today to receive a special offer. Bet $100, get $100. Limited to state availability. And of course, for our degens only, if you hit the biggest long shot probably of the week, you get $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from, all you have to do is head over to winbet.com or download the WinBet app. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. SGP Masters, looking to hang out with Sean and Ryan at Stadium Swim and watch the biggest golf tournament in the world. You can win a three-night stay at Circuit Las Vegas to hang with the guys. The contest is completely free to enter. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash golf party. If you don't win the contest, you can still get a discount on a room using promo code SGP at 15. And if that's not enough, we got an SGP Final Four Watch Party. The Final Four Watch Party is going virtual. Hang out with the guys on their YouTube channel for their the entire Saturday of Final Four action. Live bets, prize giveaways, and much more. Subscribe to youtube.com slash podcast and tune in on Saturday. All right. We will be tuning into PFL when Saturday as well. Um, make sure you get in the Discord before then, sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord and chat about this event. PFL one 2023 regular season, Saturday, April the 1st, April Fool's Day, 6 p.m. Eastern time, going down from the theater at Virgin Hotels. We got 11 fights, all of them either light heavyweights or featherweights. We are giving you picks for five fights and you're actually good pfl is one of the things you make your name off is it not if i remember correctly after all this time away i did pretty well on pfl last year uh i I don't have the numbers in front of me but i i know i did pretty well last year on pfl it's no dana white contender series but he it keeps the lights on uh get put some money in your pockets we're going to start with the opening 
fight on the card, a.k.a. the curtain jerker. It is a light heavyweight fight. Corey Hendricks versus Impa Kasangane. A couple of names you may remember if you're hardcore MMA fans. Hendricks will break down first. Nine and five, three knockouts, five submissions, but knocked out one time, two and two in the PFL. He's gone three and two over his last five fights. He did lose his last fight. He went two and one in the Ultimate Fighter, one low in World Series of Fighting. He's six years younger than Kasangane, four inches taller, plus 180. Kasangane, remember his nickname, Dan, from his UFC days? Chilobo. Chilobo. And that doesn't, doesn't mean something. Do we know what it means? God, God sent, I think. If I'm oh, not okay. Very good. God sent. He's 11 and three, two knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out twice. One and all PFL. He's won two straight fights and three of his last six. That would be three and three. Uh, his last two wins have come via knockout or TKO. He's fight at uh, middleweight. Yes, that's correct. He used to also fight somehow at welterweight. He did miss weight for welterweight recently. Very, very badly. I think it was like 179 and a half he came in at. Um, two and two in the UFC. Two and all in contender series. Two inches of reach. A lot of twos. Uh, over Hendricks minus two two zero holy twos. Yeah, I, I uh, he he did miss weight pretty badly for welterweight. It's also crazy because like he's going from welterweight, which by the way that fight was like a year ago almost to the day of this fight. Yeah, it wasn't uh, that long ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago yeah. he was trying to fight at welterweight, <laughs> and now he's going up to fight Corey Hendricks. Um, did you did you give the odds on this? I, I uh, yes, minus two minus two two zero two twenty for Kasangane plus one eighty for Hendricks. Yeah, I'm, I'm plus 180 for Corey Hendricks here. Um, okay. It, you know, part of it is the size. Uh, I, I'm really worried about how this size works out for him because May because, like I said, he he was a small 170 guy. Like, like he's not, he wouldn't even be like a huge welterweight, right? Um, He was a little bit smaller on the middleweight side, right? Like when he was fighting Joaquin Buckley, Joaquin, Joaquin Buckley wasn't like, it isn't like a big middleweight, right? Like he's a stockier, shorter guy and he wasn't outsized by Impa. And now we're talking about Corey Hendricks. Corey Hendricks is not a small dude. Corey Hendricks is a beast. Um, He's like six foot three. He's, you know, in, in while Corey Hendricks has kind of been like joked and ragged on as being like one of the worst guys to come out of the ultimate fighter and make the finals. He lost to, do you remember who won that season? The ultimate fighter? Uh, of course not, Dan. Cause I'm not paying Josh. Attention. Josh Stansbury. Uh, I don't even remember that guy. I Josh think it was. Stansbury. Yeah, it was Josh Stansbury, right? Because that's okay, who, who was on that season. In the final. I don't even Cle- remember that guy. Cleo Roundtree was on that season. Yes, I know that guy. Um, and, but the, he, got, the, that, he got beat by Hendricks. Yeah, yeah. And that season was really all about the women, though. That was the Tatiana Suarez season. Um, okay, yeah. No, I don't remember this guy. This Stansbury fellow. I see yeah. pictures of him. Looks like an MMA guy. That's all yeah. I can say. But but back to my point about Corey Hendricks, he, he's beaten like very legitimate dudes. You mentioned Khalil Roundtree. He not only beat Khalil Roundtree, he subbed him in the first. He he's beaten guys like Luke Barnett, who is also an Ultimate Fighter guy, UFC guy. He beat Emiliano Sordi, and he's doing that all with the ground game. So like you're looking at Ipakasangane, a guy who when he was on Contender Series kind of had a tough time with takedowns. Um, he wound up winning that fight with Kaylin Hill, but like kind of had an issue with the takedowns. Um. In, in a you know a little while ago, but still had some issues and didn't look particularly great grappling with Joaquin Buckley before Joaquin Buckley hit that jump spinning back kick. So like if you're having trouble with takedowns of middleweights and and welterweights, Corey Hendricks is going to make your life hell. And at plus one eighty, I I think Corey Hendricks is a great play here. Why do you think the number is what it is? 
I think it's because Ipa has got that like big knockout power and everybody cares. Yeah. Like he, he's coming off a of back-to-back knockouts, including one over Jared Gooden, who just got re-signed to the UFC inexplicably uh, and fought boy. one of the grossest looking UFC fights <laughs> I've ever seen in terms yep. of pure skill. Um, I missed that sadly, Dan, but I, I watched it, but I missed the, Car- the Carlston Harris fight was yes. so With those slap bad. punches that Harrison Harris was doing. He was, he was, it looked like he went to the uh, the Trevor Peak School of Boxing. Yes. Um, and I mentioned that in the Discord. And somebody pointed out, and they're like, nah, Trevor Peak's good at it. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Peak knocks people out, but yes. Yeah. Um, so that was bad. Um, but anyway, Impa knocked him out. So I think I think people are leaning on the KO power of Impa Kasangane. And, and I don't know if that's a good idea, too. Because like, it's not like Corey Hendricks is the type of guy who's going out there and getting knocked out all the time. Like, the last time he was knocked out was, like, five years ago, and he's only ever lost once by stoppage. So, I I think the path to victory for Impa here is, like, he's got to outpoint him and dance around, and I just don't know that he's going to do that well enough to beat a guy who is as good at grappling as Corey Hendricks is. There you go. Gumby bringing the goods early with a underdog pick. Let's jump up to the main card now. Excuse me. And down to featherweights. Yeah, Let me take another swig at Pib here. (laughs) <laughs> that's better all right chris wade versus bubba jenkins a couple guys who are pretty good at at mma let's break it down Batman jenkins first 19 to 6 six knockouts four submissions he's been knocked out three times submitted twice five and two in the pfl he was the 2022 finalist close but no cigar to the million dollars he's won three of his last five and eight of his last 10 he got tko'd his last fight that was in the finals to Brandon Lochnane, who we will be speaking about very, very shortly. Uh, Jenkins also was a regional champion. He went eight and three in Bellator. He's fight down at light, or sorry, up at lightweight. 2011 Pro May debut. He was a world champion in wrestling, as well as a collegiate champion, plus 151. The Long Island killer, Chris Wade. Is there a serial killer on, the, on Long Island that we, with, is there a serial killer case going on that we don't know about? Because I have a feeling I know who did it. Uh, I don't believe so. None that I know of. Good. Chris Wade, probably not a good nickname to have. If if uh, if there is a string of killings, you're going to be the number one suspect. But anyhow, Wade, 22 and 8, two knockouts, five submissions, never been finished in a fight, 10 and 5 in the PFL, 2021 finalist, used to fight up at lightweight. He's won two of his two and two over his last four, and he's won five of his last seven. He did lose his last fight. Which is the case if you're in the tournament and you don't win it. Uh, five and two in the UFC. He was a regional champion. 2011 pro MMA debut as well, just like Jenkins. Two inches taller than him, minus 181. Uh, I'm going to go dog dog out of the gate here. All right. Uh, I know this is a rematch, and, and I know you're always on the guy who won. I miss, I miss, I miss that as a rematch. Oh, yeah, it's a rematch, of course. Yeah, yeah it's a rematch. It's a rematch from their uh, their fight back in 2021, uh, I think. So it was two years ago. And, and I know you're, you're usually the type who's like, well, if the guy won the first one, you know, give him the second one. But, like, th- there's a difference in the way that Chris Wade grapples and Bubba Jenkins grapples. And, and in their first fight, I think he negated a lot of it by, like, you know, like kind of bringing the fight to him and, and hitting him early and often. And and what wound up happening was he, he winds up coming on on top of that fight. But shortly thereafter, Movsar, uh, Movlid Kaibulev, who, who we're going to talk about in a second, man, did he have him figured out when it came time for grappling. So I, I think that Jenkins is going to make the necessary adjustments here. I do think this comes down to whether or not Jenkins can can take down and hold down Chris Wade. But man, like he has for three straight fights and was doing all right against Brendan Lognan and and 
that, you know, championship fight. I do think he's got a better chance to win here than Chris Wade. So give me him in the, the rematch here and give me the dog money on it. You said 151? Uh, yes. Strange That's a weird number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 151 and 181, but we will take it. Plus 151. So it's back-to-back dogs. For Gumby, this is the Gumby that we know and love, right? All right, that's let's, right. <laughs> let's get one more in before I tell you about more sponsors. Let's let's do another fight. Uh, what should we? I think we're moving up to light heavyweights. Are we? No, we're staying actually. The aforementioned Movlid Kabilov, Kabulev. Is it Kabilov? Ka- Kabulev. Kabulev, right? He's a champion. I should know these things. Uh, he is fighting against Ryuji Kudo, and I, I did the old Kudo joke last time. I remember, and you didn't know it because it's a oh, show apparently. So. <laughs> the Canadians know what I'm talking about. All right, Kudo. We'll tell you about first. Eleven, four, and one, seven knockouts. He's been submitted one time. The only time he has been stopped. Uh, one and two in PFL. He's won one of his last four, but he's won eight of his last eleven. So there you go. Um, lost his last by via submission. Used to fight at lightweight, two and zero, and won the championship. So. We all know that means something. Uh, he's three years younger than the champion. Inch taller, inch of reach, plus 475. Killer Kabulov. Kabulev. 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 Killer. I watched him fight last season. I should know uh, his, his name. But uh, he's 19-0-1 with one no contest. Six knockouts, two submissions. 5-0-1 with one no contest in PFL. And as I mentioned, he's the champion. Of last season, he was one and one championship. Used to fight at lightweight 2011. He's been a pro MMA fighter since minus 650 coming on the champ. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll take man, I'll take Kybulev here, but I'm gonna not pick that number. Um, no. that, and, and it's not just because it's a massive one, it's because you know, Kudo's gonna come in here as a big dog, and he's gonna come in with a big dog for a big reason. Is that you know, he already had trouble with a guy like Bubba Jenkins in the wrestling. But I will say this, shockingly good striker. I think people sleep on how much power Ryoji Kudo has because he knocked out Alejandro Flores in a fight where he was a pretty sizable underdog. But if you want to peel it back one more before then, when he lost to Logman, he he went toe-to-toe with him early in that fight. And he actually floored Brendan Logman, the champ, in the first round, had him hurt, the bell rang, came out in the second it wound up going to a weird technical decision due to a i want to say a headbutt or or something towards the end but like and he wound up losing the fight but man he was looking really good in the first and he stunned the champion so like i think that power is there um i think the fact that he you know every fight starts on the feet means he's got a chance um but like he, he beat a road to the ufc guy uh so Maybe there's a chance he hits the knockout. I would say if you're got if you got ten bucks that you're gonna throw on this fight, throw it on Kudo. Don't try to find like a prop that you like on Movled Kai or Movled Kaibulev. Um I, I think Kudo's a lot more of a fun play, but at the same time, like, you know, if I'm picking winners here, gun to my head, I'll take Kaibulev. All right. There's your pick. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy continues their March Madness College Pick'em. It is a great way to get in on the action, especially if your bracket is busted. Plus, Underdog Fantasy has your favorite college basketball player props and great NBA and NHL daily games. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. And now we're finally going to move back up, I believe, to the big boys here. Uh, light heavyweights. Gonna skip Jotko Flurry. 
Um, who are you picking in that fight, anyhow? I think Jocko, but I do. I saw the early lines now because we we originally didn't break down that fight right. because uh, there were no lines. That's why we snuck in Corey Hendricks versus uh, Impa Kasangade. Uh, but I do dislike the line. I thought Jocko was going to come in like close to even. Um, because I really thought, you know, late replacement, all that kind of stuff. But he's negative 500. It might be a sneaky Ooh. place to bet Will Fury. Yeah. All right. Um, call me in event time. Rob Wilkinson, Tiago Santos. A couple of names you UFC stands may know. Santos, Moretta, Sledgehammer. is 22 and 11. 15 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out four times, submitted three times. This is his PFL debut. You may have seen him this past weekend uh, cornering his wife at the uh, UFC event. Uh, he was... Let me see. He's lost two straight fights. And he's only won one of his last six. He did get TKO'd in his last fight. He went 14-10 in the UFC. Two and two in the ultimate fighter. 2010 MMA debut. He's at plus 140. Wilkinson, Razor, Rob Wilkinson. 17-2, and two, nine knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out twice. So he's been finishing both his losses. 4-0 in PFL. And he is the champion of the world currently. So Santos, they're throwing him right into the fire uh, off the get-go here. Uh, Wilkinson's won six straight fights, all via finish. Multiple regional championships on his mantle. Hey, it's back. That's uh, got you... a lot less uh, lot less play when I have to do it by myself. I know. It's not as fun. <laughs> you you, you should have got KCP in on that. Um, I, I, that seemed like a weird thing to have to explain. It's to true. Somebody. It doesn't feel as good when you do it that way. <laughs> yep. Uh, Wilkinson used to be a middleweight, 0 2 in the UFC, 2011 Pro MMA debut. It seems to be when everyone debuted on this card. Uh, 1 0 as a pro boxer, 2 0 as a pro kickboxer, eight years younger than Santos, inch taller, minus 170. Do you know who his two losses were to in the UFC? <sighs> he only, yeah, he lost his only two fights in the UFC, and they were both good people. If one, I was, one was CR Barhada Zada. No, nope, uh, not good. Eh, it wasn't terrible. I think I had big hopes for CR, but he like, got hurt all the time. Um, and he lost a he, he wound up losing to Ishmael Nardiev, uh, who I also had big hopes for. But anyway, um, and then the second one was to Izzy Adesanya, and that's when they released him. Yeah, that uh, good. which is uh, a crazy, crazy two fight streak. But uh, I'm going with Wilkinson here. Uh, okay. I think yeah, I think Wilkinson's kind of being slept on. I I don't think this line should be as close as it is. Even um, you know, I I expected the Santos name to carry a lot of weight, but he is. Like you said, one in five in his last six. And, uh, you know, what? what's the what's the scouting report on why he started losing? He got gun shy after the knee injury, right? Like after John Jones kicked his knee into oblivion, he doesn't seem to be able to pull the trigger anymore, right? Like he, he's, you know, letting other people go first. And, That's what you know, happens. Yeah. It happened with, every, fighters. Happens with, it happened with everybody except for Johnny Walker. And in that fight, nobody went first. So, <laughs> you know, it, apart from that, you know, just getting, you know, manhandled by any decent level fighter. And I think Rob Wilkinson is a decent level fighter. And he's the type of person who, if you let him go first, he's going to go first and try to rip your damn head off because that's what Rob Wilkinson does. You know, we've seen it time and time again with this guy that he just gets after it. Um, you know, like all last season, I mean, he looked like a man possessed beating the hell out of, you know, Victor Pesta or Delon Monte or, you know, like, uh, I mean, he beat Omari Akhmedov very convincingly. He could do it with his hands. He could do it with his submissions. Got tons of first round finishes. Yeah. Give me Rob Wilkinson here. Yes, sir. I like the line as well. So, um, all right. Main event time. Brandon Lochnane, the aforementioned Brandon Lochnane versus Marlon Morias. We mentioned him as well. So. Um, this is featherweights opening round. Marias Magic Marlon Marias 23 11 and 1, 10 knockouts, six submissions. 
but knocked out eight times, submitted twice. Oh, one in the PFL. He's lost five straight fights. <laughs> He's won one of his last seven. <laughs> All of his losses have come via knockout or TKO. Um, I'll buy that. I'll buy that. <laughs> yeah, all, all, all of the all of the last uh, five uh, is what I mean, or maybe the last, actually the last six. Excuse me, uh, of his one and six uh, stretch, five and six in the UFC. He went eleven and zero in World Series of Fighting and was the champion there. So he was good then. Uh, most of his fights have been at bantamweight. This one's at featherweight. Twenty. 2007 was his pro MMA debut. He also was a, was a pro Muay Thai fighter, plus 425. Brandon Lochnane, 26 and 4, 14 knockouts, one submission, never been finished in a fight. 8 and 1 in the PFL, NAZ reigning champion. He's won four straight fights, last one via TKO. He went 1 0 in the Contender Series, 0 1 in the UFC. He used to fight at lightweight, was a regional champion. One year younger than Morais, four inches of height, three inches of reach, minus 600. See, this is what I mean by not liking the Mavlin Kaibulev fight in, yeah. in the line on it. Because Kaibulev is a negative 650 favorite. And, and somehow the champ of the organization fighting a guy who just keeps getting knocked out is somehow a smaller yeah. favorite than Kaibulev is against the guy with a puncher's chance. And let's be real for a second here. Right now, Marlon Marias, not even a puncher's chance anymore. No. And this is coming from somebody who has undoubtedly picked and bet real money on Marlon Marias more recently than anybody else known to man. Uh, because I, I picked him to win that Shaman Marias fight. I really believe that he could. He was really four minutes away from doing it. But look, Shaman Marias is not Brendan Lognan. Uh, Shaman Marias is uh, much, much worse. Uh, Lognan is a finisher. He's a guy who hits hard and he's a guy who backs you into a corner too. It's the other thing. Like if you look at that aforementioned fight with Ryoji Kudo that I mentioned where Kudo hit him in the open space, he just never gave him open space again. He just crowded him for the rest of the fight. Marlon Marais does not fight out of those situations. That's where he gets knocked out is when you corner him and you tire him out. Um, And I think Lognane has got the perfect strategy for that. I will also say, if Lognan wants to make this super easy, he ought to go in and just shoot two takedowns to start this fight and to get Marias just a little bit more tired. Yep. Put him up against the cage, wear him out, and then light him up anytime you want because that's what's going to happen. Um, he, I mean, he could also just go in there and throw a straight right and or you know blow his nose and Marlon Marias is going to fall over. So uh, this one, if you want to throw in a parlay to make things a little juicier, please do. <laughs> what... Um... Props haven't been uh, published or posted yet where where I, uh, I'm looking up the odds. What do you think the knockout odds would be for Lockdown? Let's see. It's negative 600 for the, yeah. the straight-up win. Probably negative 550. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sucks. Too bad. But still, if like, you're going to pick him. you think he's going to win any other way, you could probably yeah. get plus money on it. But, like, he's going to knock him out, dude. He's going to knock him out. All right. So the picks. Lockdown, a big favorite. Uh, he's got Wilkinson, a surprisingly smaller favorite. So get in on that one. Kabilov, uh, I said it wrong again. Kabilev, uh, minus 650, so a big favorite. Uh, he's in on that, but he doesn't like the line. He being Dan. Uh, then we got some dogs. Kick things off. Bubba Jenkins as a dog and Hendricks as a dog. So we, we got you some dogs. We got you some big ones. So we got you everything you need to know for this event. Uh, make sure you get in the, the, the Discord and you can chat about it with us uh, on Fight Night. Um, Anything else we need to tell people about this event, Dan, before we say bye? No, uh, uh, sneaky, sneaky pick in there, too. I'm just going to throw this one in because I'm looking okay. at odds right now. Um, Mohammed Fakhradin, um, 
Yeah, he, he um he's fighting Martine Hamlet, and the the line opened at plus uh one seventy for Fakhreddin. Um, and I don't know if you guys remember, he was somebody who uh the UFC was very close to signing like seven different times. Um, and is pretty damn good. He was a brave CF guy. He should easily beat Hamlet, and the the line seems to reflect that. People are slowly getting in on him. He's gone from plus one seventy down to negative one fifteen right now. If you can get him before it becomes negative 200, you're probably getting a steal. So uh, to check that line out if you can. There you go. Everything Now you've got everything you need to know for the PFL 1. Uh, I told you about Discord, Twitter, we're SGPN MMA. Gumby runs that for us. He's also a Gumby Vreeland. I'm a Jeff Fox writer. Gumby also hosts the Top Turtle MMA podcast. So make sure you listen to that when it drops later on this week and every week. Read all our stuff, every sport we cover, listen to all our podcasts, get all our discounts, win all our contests at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. And you can read the rest of my MMA writings on my Substack newsletter. It's moneymma.substack.com. Sound good? Good. Gumby, what, we're going to talk about what? Bellator next time we talk? Wednesday will be yeah. Bellator. Gumby's excited. Great, I'm pumped. <laughs> all right. Take us home to Wednesday. Uh, I'm Dana Gumby Freeland. He's Jeff Badman Fox. And we will see you on Wednesday.